What's going on, guys and gals? Welcome to another episode of the WorkPrints Gamescast, brought to you by theworkprint.com. As always, I'm your host, Rob, and I'm being joined by my co-host and producer, Bilal. What's up, Bilal? I have COVID! <laughs> uh, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, so... All right, real quick, before we, get into, before we get into that, real quick. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is episode 64. I forgot to mention that. All right, go yes. ahead, go ahead. Yes, this is episode 64, and I have COVID. So oh, apparently, um, I wasn't feeling great over the weekend, and I decided to get tested. Um, so we have a bunch of weddings coming up this week. Uh, decided to get tested because... Oh, I, had, I see what's going on. I had a yeah, scratchy you've got, throat. You've got COVID... <laughs> Now that all these <laughs> weddings you have to go to are coming up. So I got tested uh, uh -huh. Monday morning and because uh, I had a scratchy throat and like the pain was going to my ear and Zyrtec. Zyrtec is like, it's the nuke of all allergy medicines in my mind. Like mm -hmm. if you take a Zyrtec, that shit will work no matter what. It will knock you out, but it will work. And so I took a Zyrtec Sunday night, woke up Monday morning, and the symptoms were just worse. And I was like, mm, something's not right here. Um, so I took my morning meeting, and then I scheduled, uh, uh, luckily, we have like a urgent care across the street. I scheduled a COVID test there. Um, yeah, and that shit came back positive. Um, we're vaccinated, so like, thankfully, it's just like common cold flu type symptoms. But when you've got a baby literally coming in two weeks for the due date, <laughs> um, this is the last thing you want to be going through. Um, uh, for the most part, we're fine. Um, Molly and I just, you know, sore throats, coughing and uh, runny noses. But yeah, it hasn't been a fun last couple of days uh, in regards to just like, this baby's coming. What does this mean? What if the baby comes in the next 10 days? Ah, <laughs> yeah. Any, I mean, and no clue. Just like, I mean, cause I, I mean, I know you. Yeah. It's not like you're going out to music concerts in Chicago or anything like that. Like, no. And, and like, I know the CDC was like, Hey, you should start wearing masks again, but we got a little bit, you know, I think everybody got a little bit lax with it. Um, and so, I, yeah, it, yeah, it just got lax with it. They, they can't really make any yeah. excuses outside of that. Yeah, so. no, I mean, listen, you're not the only person I know who's yeah. gone and recently. Luckily, that person's vaccinated as well, and they said basically it was just like a very, very mild cold for them. Yeah, and, I, so it's a like, good thing. Honestly, my mother-in-law, my sister-in-law had COVID last year before um, vaccines were even uh, in, like, in any one site. And they had a miserable time. Like, oh compared, yeah, com compared mm -hmm. to what them, like this is a cakewalk. Um, I ended up taking the last two days off of work, um, and enjoyed just relaxing. Uh, just like, uh, you know, especially with Millie as pregnant as she is, I figured we should just take it easy. Uh, she's done with work. Um, she's on maternity leave already. So it was just like, let's just take it easy, enjoy it. We'll order food. Uh, have it delivered and just, you know, my family dropping off food and stuff as well. So it, it's been, it's been a nice two days. Um, <laughs> funny enough, uh, all those wedding events that we had this week were also yeah. canceled, not related to us getting COVID. Mm -hmm. So sure. it, all, it, all, it all weirdly worked out. We still got, still have three wedding events that are now postponed to the, sometime in the future. But um, 
you know, it, it kind of sucks because I know a lot of people have been trying to get married for a very long time now. Yeah. And it's just like you get through COVID, then Delta variant shows its face. And now I saw an article that said Delta plus variant in South uh, Korea. Yeah. They had what? The two reported confirmed cases. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to message our friend Brian and see what the uh, hell he's doing over there. <laughs> yeah. No, it's funny. I mean... I, the moment this CDC, the truth is I had been wearing masks out in public and indoor places, regardless of the fact that it wasn't mandated anymore around here. And with the CDC now saying, you know, in certain hot zones and granted I'm not in one, but that they are recommending and going back to masks. I mean, there was just more justification for me to keep riding the mask wave. Also not for nothing, but I kind of like wearing a mask because then I don't have to worry about shaving every day and being clean cut and stuff like that. I get away with dropping off my daughter and I would look much more haggard if it wasn't for the fact that I've got a mask on, you know, every morning. So I, I don't I, I don't mind it at all. I do have to say I did go to a family event last week and I did have I was wearing a mask and it was just easy to like hide my face in terms of just like, yes, this conversation is interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, my eyes always give me away on that. I'm not one. You can always tell when I am just not in the conversation. I could be wearing a full, yeah, I could be wearing a full like Halloween mask and you'd still tell that I was disinterested in the conversation. That's one of the things that my wife hates about me. Um, Whenever we're at like uh, a group of out of some sort of social outing, whether it be family or friends, if there's one person there that I am not a fan of, I can't, it doesn't matter who that person is. If I'm just, if it's one of the, at this point, many people <laughs> that I don't get along with necessarily, I'm very bad at hiding the fact that I don't want to be around that person. I, I, I'm right there with you on that. Uh, it's, I, but like I made an effort over the weekend to uh, <laughs> like I we've been just busy since like April, May nonstop. And so mm-hmm. like the, part of this is a blessing. I think in the disguise just get us to sit at home and rest up these following two weeks. And I think, yeah, yeah, it's just like it, it is a blessing, even if I'm feel like a mucus monster. And I apologize if I sound terrible. I mean, you do. Again. I wasn't going to say anything, yeah. but yeah, but yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm just glad like this isn't at worst as is. I, I think the hardest part of it all, uh, I'll be honest, was like Saturday I hung out with my friend. We had like a little bachelor, it was like a bachelor party weekend like we mm-hmm. uh got brunch they went surfing in the morning um i uh we did slip and slide they did a hot ones wings challenge and then like monday morning after i got the results i was just like hey guys um <laughs> oh yeah right yeah and it's just <laughs> so uh, that was, that's never a fun conversation but like you know we did a due diligence anyone we were around over the last mm-hmm. five days or so we let them know um but and you know that's that for the most part everyone's testing negative most people have t- tested twice by now so um awesome, good awesome. news there yeah but because you know, know if somebody tests positive in the back of their head even if to your face they're like nah it's okay man I, like i understand like we're all vaccinated and blah blah, blah. in the back of their mind they're like effing balal man like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like it's remember my bachelor party when you gave mm-hmm. us all COVID? like like yep. <laughs> that's 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 gonna be the story yep um, that's your legacy <laughs> Exactly. Um, but well, like, I, I listen, I'm glad you're yeah. not feeling too bad and I'm glad you're vaccinated and hopefully 
you know, there's no long-term issues or anything like yeah. that and everything's okay, man. And like you said, maybe it is a blessing in disguise in the fact that yeah. it did get you guys to kind of just slow down before the baby comes. Yeah. How about you? Um, what have you been up to? this? I don't have COVID. Week? No. Uh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, what I do this past weekend. So this past weekend, we actually, I mean, speaking of, you know, being social, we actually hosted something here at my house for one of my wife's coworkers. It was a baby shower, but it was outdoors and everybody that was, you know, at the house is already vaccinated and stuff like that. That being said, I still feel even knowing everybody there is vaccinated because I'm meeting some of them for the first time. It still feels a little bit awkward. Trusting people uh, is hard. Yeah, exactly. COVID. Exactly. Exactly. And I wonder if it's, if it's just COVID or if it's just like, I'm just out of the flow of like meeting new people, right? In the past year and a half, I've just been staying within my own social groups. And even those, only the people that I communicate on a regular basis, I kind of know, you know, what what's going on in their lives, where they've been and stuff like that, just to try to protect, you know, myself and my family, especially considering that while, yes, young children are very resilient against the virus, you know, for the most part, all of us in the house are vaccinated except for my daughter. She's mm -hmm. still too young to get it. So I just don't want to take any chances. So it's still a little bit awkward meeting new people for the first time. Yeah. And no, uh, just being in a social setting, honestly. But besides that, haven't done a whole lot, honestly. And I, have, I haven't played a lot of new games. I've been playing a lot of games, <laughs> but I've been falling into the same old traps. Mostly it's been Smite. I don't know why I do this to myself. I, we went on just an insane losing streak recently to the point where the one mode in Smite, which is called Assault, is similar to ARAM in League of Legends, yeah. right? So it's one lane, you get a random champion. It's basically an elongated team fight is what it ends up being, right? At one point, we had lost 10 of those in a row. <laughs> And so I wanted to uninstall the game and, and hurl my controller. But <laughs> for whatever reason, I keep coming back to it. And then I did dabble a little bit in... Wait. Yeah. You're not supposed to take ARAM seriously, though. Okay, so that's why... That's, that's why we play it so much. Right. <laughs> that's why we play Assault so much. Is because it is like, who cares? Who cares? But there's something about... Even in a game mode that you're not supposed to take seriously... There's something about getting just such bad luck in the rolls and the draws yeah. and constantly going up against teams that have one or more gods that are broken in that mode. For example, Zeus, Alpha, some of the mages are incredibly strong in Assault. Considering that Zeus's alt takes up three quarters of the lane. So we were just going up against teams like that over and over and over again. And even though you're not supposed to take it serious, we still, you still want to play the game. You still want to have a shot, but seeing the loading screen and seeing what the teams are from the beginning and knowing that you really don't have a shot is super frustrating. And so I think that's mostly what it was. It was just bad luck. Uh, the good thing is last night we went on a little bit of a uh, winning streak and, and reset the mood. So <laughs> doesn't look like I'm quitting smite just yet. Besides, you know the, the funny thing is, ahead. you start talking about the game without saying Smite, and I was like, he's talking about Smite, is he? Like, <laughs> I, like, like, like I, I've gotten to that point where I just know what your rhythm is with these games. Yeah, no, it's bad. 
Another game that I, I got back to is I dabbled a little bit last night in Apex. The new season came out yesterday. I haven't been able to try the God. I have uh, the God, the new legend. <laughs> I'm still on my smite little, still on my brain. Little Nas X. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bro. He is so strong. I haven't played as him yet, but I've played against them because he is all over the place. I wouldn't be surprised if he's one of the highest picked champions right now, which is normal when a legend gets released in casual, but we were playing ranked and he's in every match all over the place. He seems very, very strong, very, very good. I'm excited to actually mess with him and play with him myself. I just didn't want to because we went straight into ranked and it's been a few weeks since I've played. I didn't want to head in with uh, someone I wasn't familiar with. And I'll tell you what, Apex Legends, I guess all of these battle royales, right? Mm-hmm. When you don't play them for a couple of weeks, it doesn't matter how good you were beforehand. It takes a while to get back in that saddle because I was playing horribly. I mean, my movement was bad. My aiming was bad. Like everything was awful. And then towards the end, it started to get back in the rhythm. But I... Only got to play a few matches last night, and then even laying in bed and waking up this morning and going to work, all I kept thinking was I want to get back and play. And it's definitely, I've got that itch and that desire to really go hard at Apex again, which usually happens at the start of each season. And so I think instead of Smite, I think that'll be what I'm talking about for the most part for the following weeks. Um, But besides... Did a new uh, season drop with the new champ, or is it still that? Yes, season? so no, a new season dropped. It's always they only release, if I'm not mistaken, outside of the the very beginning. Uh, maybe that's not true. Maybe it, it has always been with coinciding with the start of the new season. Yeah, so every new season brings a new champ. That's kind of the rhythm of it. So we only get one champ a season. Yeah, that's got to be correct. Yeah. And so they introduced a new weapon as well, the Rampage, which is a LMG that has a slower fire rate, but seems to be very, very, very strong. And because it has a slower fire rate, mm-hmm. it also has more controllable recoil. And so once you get the hang of it, you can kind of make it, you know, a, a laser beam. And you can also take a thermite grenade to charge it, make it have a faster rate of fire. It seems good so far. I still think that obviously the Spitfire is the better and best LMG. And because it is, they've actually put that in the supply drop now. So you can't even get Spitfire's ground loot anymore. They also made some changes to World's Edge. There's now a huge crack running through the middle and a whole lot of lava across the map. Doesn't seem like a huge change, honestly, in some of the new areas. Is it it damage over time, or is it if you fall in it, you die? No, it's damage over time. Okay. Yeah. And there are some new POIs. They added a, like, gondola, essentially, um, in the, towards the middle area and stuff like that. The problem is I haven't played that many matches to decide whether or not the map has fundamentally changed that much to make it a huge, um to make a huge difference and whether it's better or worse than the previous match world's edge was already a, a fantastic map uh, my favorite honestly mm-hmm. and i'm excited because that's also what the current rank split is is on world's edge okay. so 
besides that, the only new game I've played, and the reason I'm going first, I've only played one new game, is The Ascent. And I've only played about two and a half hours of it. And so the reason I've only played... I think we're on the same page here. Yeah, the yeah. only reason I've played two and a half hours of it and not more is because it does not want to work in co-op. I, uh. like, every time we get in there and boot up a lobby, one person freezes on a menu or we struggle even getting that person into the lobby to begin with. And it definitely seems like they have some wrinkles to iron out. And it's a shame because I like the aesthetic of the game. I like twin stick shooters as, as is. And... I was super, super, super excited for it. And that's kind of put a damper on my excitement, honestly, is all the co-op online issues that we've had so far. Because it's definitely not the type of game that I'm going to go in and play a ton by myself. Which is what I did uh, pretty much, I think, this afternoon. I went in and I played through this by myself. Um, I think I did the first three main stories. Okay. See, that's the thing too, is I yeah. played two and a half hours and I have only finished the first main story mission okay. because I kept going into other people's worlds uh, to try to play co-op and we would get, you know, a half hour in and then something would break. Uh, that, that sounds frustrating because I think what this game has to offer actually seems really cool co-op wise because single player is fine if you enjoy twin stick shooter games. Um, it looks and plays really well. I'm playing this over on PC, maxed out with ray tracing on in it. It uh -huh. looks phenomenal. Um, honestly, the world they've crafted, uh, just like the look and feel, the detail of everything, it, it, it's awesome. Um, I Not too big on the storyteller. I ran into the same issue with Cyberpunk 2077, where I feel like whenever you play a Cyberpunk game, you they already assume you know the lexicon kind of going in <laughs> yeah um, right and so like i'm having a conversation with someone they're like the ha they took our habbers and i'm like what's a habber I, do I don't know what a habber is and the context clues are not there and like i was like i'm not gonna sit here and google it um but uh, you know i just let it play out but uh, outside of that like they know what their world is and, it, and it's awesome um i also think that the game controls pretty well i think the weapons yeah. are pretty fun and the ones i've messed around with so far the shotgun feels super good. I mean, a, a, a really nice feeling shotgun is always a huge draw to me and will keep me playing it just for that. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I, I think one of the things the game does so well um, outside of looking good is uh, the armor and weapon system uh, that it has. Um, there's a lot of customizability. Uh, there's like elemental damage on uh, the weapons. And then I don't know if you were able to unlock any of these, like the augments um, on. No, I haven't the, yet. So one of the augments I have uh, is, is kind of just like a force push. So like I'll be able to like blow through enemies. Uh, oh, no, no, no. Uh, those I have. Those I have. Uh, I don't have mods yet for the weapons. Uh, okay, yeah. You're right. So, those are the augments. I do have yeah. those. So I, I had that. And the other one I had was volatile, where like if I killed the mm -hmm. enemy that had the nanites in them, they balloon up on death and explode and do damage to the nearby enemies. And it's like that was a uh, that was really cool uh, to have uh, in the you know just like these fun like crazy abilities in a cyberpunk game. Do they make sense? Probably not, but it's, it's really cool to have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, like, uh, uh, do you think you'll uh, check this out single player? 
I mean, I so what I found myself doing is I have actually been going in and playing a little bit of single mm-hmm. player. Our mutual friend Matt has played a significantly a significant amount more in single player than I have played, and he came in and to one of our co-op worlds, and he was just decked out, and he's got this yeah. like grenade launcher essentially as one of his weapons and stuff like that. And he says that it, the game opens up the more you play. Yeah. And so I have been going in, um, or my intention has been to go in and play a little bit single player just to see if it does get its hooks in me. This way, when they iron out those issues, we can get back into it in the co-op world. Then I'll just hop in somebody else's, even if I'm farther ahead, which is nice that you can do that, right? You yeah. do carry over your character progression. You don't carry over mission progression, but character progression at the very least. So how does it track? um story progression is it just host it's just host correct it's just host okay um that being said that's my intention however whenever i do hop on and i start playing it's no more than 25 minutes before i'm getting an invite to smite so (laughs) yeah that's been the Uh, struggle lately i i so once you get past that first story mission you get into the world and you like unlock the side missions and so I came across, uh, so you get some in the bar that you get your main story quest from, and you get some out in the city. And one of the guys at set, uh, sent me, uh, asked me to get him, like, steroids, essentially, because he's like work, he works at a gym. He has clients that want to get big quick. Um, and so if you look in the side missions thing, what this game does is you'll get side missions that are, like, a levels much higher than yours. So this which, one was, like, a which, level. Yeah, which, which I did not, real, but I did not realize yeah. that. You because <laughs> you can grab all those side missions right away. Mm-hmm. And so we went and I went, we, it wasn't the steroids one. It was, was it the morgue go check one? out the morgue. It was the morgue. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Go check out the morgue. And it's recommended level is like level 11 and we're yeah. all level ones and twos or whatever it was. Yeah. And so it wasn't until we kept banging our heads against the wall until I realized, Oh, these have, you know, recommended levels. And I was the host. So it was my fault, but yeah. Um, yeah. So like, this one had a recommend level of two, but when I mm-hmm. went to the area, there was like, uh, so some of the enemies in the city that you come across, they'll be like, hey, don't come, don't come into this area, or, uh, you know, their aggro will trigger and they'll start attacking you. Um, so I'm just walking through trying to get to this point, and like these enemies are like level eight and nine, and it's a level two <laughs> mission, and I was like very confused. So then I came back at level ten, and I was like, okay, look, I, I took care of everyone there. Um, I get to the door for that quest and it's like the door is locked and i was like i walked a thousand meters just to get here <laughs> and like the traveling is slow uh there's like fast travel points with the subway and stuff but it was just it took forever to walk there only for me to be met with the door that was locked which i'm guessing will open later on um so it's, uh, some of that stuff can be a little bit frustrating but like was I think the, the door game... was the door locked or the path blocked it was locked it's a door locked because hmm. I had a situation there. where I was following the basically the waypoint, right? And you that, know, you that thing is a godsend. <laughs> yeah, like except it, it doesn't always, it, it tries to give you the most direct line. So mm-hmm. if there's a path that's blocked for story reasons or whatever reason, it doesn't auto-correct itself right away. So you kind of have to bring up the map and then go, and then I discovered that, oh, I just have to go around. This isn't actually the path I'm supposed to take. I just have to go around. I, and so, I yes, that thing is a godsend for the most part, but yeah. there are times where over-reliance can come back and bite you. I haven't had too much difficulty with 
that waypoint. Like you press up mm-hmm. on the D pad, it will send you. Um, it'll show you like the path you need to go on. Um, what I have run into difficulties with that map. I have no idea how to read it, and I'm good at oh, reading yeah. maps. <laughs> right, that map is bad. It's a bad map. Yeah, for sure. Like I'll be like in this general direction. There's a side mission, but I, mm, where do I go? I'm not sure. Um, yeah. Other than that, I've run into a few glitches where I couldn't fire my gun, and I thought dying and then restarting would help. That didn't. I had to quit back to the main menu and be able to fire my gun again. Luckily, like I said, the autosave is actually quite great, and it pretty... actually tells you uh, when you yeah. try quitting, like the last time. How long ago? And yeah, it, which is it, a great it, feature. It, All games should have that. Yeah, it, it's a bit tricky at times because it, it, it's like, it's so quick. It's like five seconds. It's like, is that five minutes or five yeah, yeah. seconds? <laughs> I had the same thing. I was I was quitting and I was just like hitting through it because I know that it saves pretty often. Yeah. And I hit okay when it was telling me that and it was like 19 and then it went through. I was like, wait, is that, is that 19 seconds or 19 minutes? Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Great feature. Just add the minutes and seconds uh, right, yeah, yeah. to it. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I think I'm definitely going to continue playing this. I, I think yeah, I think I am not too. Lo- it's not long. They said there's like about 12 main story missions and they take about an hour mm-hmm. each. Um, and I'm already through three of them. So um, not bad. Uh, I, like, yeah. uh, it's not blowing me away, but I like playing it. So I, and I, Yeah, I think that's where I am too. And if what you're saying about like Matt's character and how awesome that is and all the abilities and guns he has... Uh, that makes me want to play more. So uh, I'm looking forward to this. More well, that's all I've been playing new. What else have you been playing? I know you have one more game on there. Yeah. Um, the other one was Death's Door. I know you mentioned it last week. So Yeah. So I actually fired this up Sunday before we went to a wedding, and I played like 40 minutes of it, um, just got through the intro. And then yesterday, uh, because after I got my test, and then I was like... Uh, no, Monday I got my test. Yesterday I sat down. I was like, it's my day off. I'm not feeling well. I'll just play that store. And I played the entire game in that sitting. <laughs> um, it, it's a good time. It's it's like, it's like, I know people compare it to Dark Souls, but it's really like, it, it really isn't. It's, it, if you're compared to Dark Souls, I would say this is like the great entry into Dark Souls, like in terms of level design of like, hey, you unlock shortcuts, this, that. But it's more like a Zelda um, yeah, it's a Zelda. It's a Zelda. Like it's said, more like a Zelda. Um, I don't think it's. I don't think it's. I don't think it's Souls like mm-hmm. in almost any way. Honestly, it, it's, I mean, it, obviously there are, but I think the ways that it is are the ways that Souls likes are like old Zeldas. Exactly. You know? <laughs> Which is the circle that we now exist in. Is it mm-hmm, a Zelda mm-hmm. or is it the Souls like? Um, yeah. Yeah. No. Um, it was challenging at times, but I didn't find it overly hard. Um, I think yeah. the world design, the character design was great. Um, like I said, I think most of the secrets. challenge... Yeah, there's a ton of secrets. I think yeah. I think most of the challenge is really just you encounter it, and then you realize what you did wrong, and then you beat it either the next time or the next time over. It's not one of those games where the challenge is you don't hit a roadblock, right? Where you can't progress. Yeah. Um, outside of, I would say, the last three bosses are uh, the ones that took me the longest. Um, but again, that was mostly me just rushing. Yeah. Um, I didn't have too much difficulty with the bosses. The last boss, yeah, it was easy to rush it. 
because you're like, mm -hmm. I know these patterns. How many oh, hits yeah, right. does this guy mm -hmm. need? Okay, maybe if I just take this hit here, um, I can just narrow it down uh, and I'll win. But no, it's just like, just take your time, spend mm -hmm. another minute, and you'll get that win. Uh, yeah, I think the last boss took me like 10 tries or something. And that I think was that's about where I was at. Yeah, but it was like, a, it was fun. I thought, I thought the <laughs> third to last boss was the most frustrating. The one in the third area? The one in the third area, yeah. I did die to that, I think, like, a few times until I figured out the pattern. When they rolled and you got caught in it, it was just like, it's like, how do I get away from yes. this? Yes, yes. Um, yeah, that one, that one definitely, I think, of the three giant souls that you had to collect, that one was, I think, the toughest fight. The frog yeah. one I beat on my first try. Oh, I mean, um, yeah. Yeah. And then Grandma, I think, on the second one, once I figured out what was going on, mm -hmm. um, was nice and easy. That Grandma, I, I felt really bad beating up on that grandma she was such a, like a sweet old lady i don't i don't she was not a sweet old lady listen i am not i don't want to spoil anything right here yeah but she calls me a name that i don't appreciate so <laughs> yes i i, I almost screenshotted that and uh, yeah no it. that that uh i mean i talked about this last week i sang this yeah. game's praises i think the writing and the characters are really really well done um, the like the Game of Thrones text that you get in front of the mm -hmm. the frog boss is pretty great. As well. <laughs> so good. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I don't want to spoil things because there some of those gags are yeah. worth discovering on your own. But I I yeah. I, I, I mean I love this game. And and like so, what I quickly discovered is once you beat that final boss, there is a post game for a true ending that's involved. Yeah. Of that like if you want to spend more time in that game, you can. It doesn't unlock like a new boss or anything, but it does unlock um challenges in the game that if you come i think there's seven of them that if you complete you get the true ending i just youtubed it because i was like do i yeah that's what that's what i'm gonna do yeah, yeah i for, for me it was like if there's a boss at the end of this and it looks cool i'll do it if not then i'll just watch the ending and move on to the ascent today which is what i ended up doing mm. yeah um highly recommend it it's 20 bucks on xbox or pc i played it on steam yeah. and can't recommend it enough, uh, especially if, it, you know, if you like those Dark Souls games, if you like Zelda games, and you're just looking for something challenging but not too difficult. Like the cool thing is, like you die and you don't lose your like the souls or whatever. Yeah, like, right. Is. It's not and, like yeah, it's not so you, super punishing. Yeah, you, you don't stress over it at all. Um, yeah, it, it's awesome. Uh, yeah. The fact that I sat down and played through it all in one day. I don't think I'm ever going to get a chance to do that again in my life. So uh, definitely um, recommend it. So you have one more thing on this list. Yeah. So this weekend was the Halo Infinite technical test that they did. Their technical like flight, right? That's what they flight, call it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Technical flight where people got invites. I did not. And so I had to jealously watch on Twitter and Twitch of everything that's out there. That, have, did you see any of this stuff? I cannot remember a time where I had more FOMO. Yes. And and it, was it was so, against bots. Oh, my God. It was it against, against bots. Yeah. I'm, I'm, oh, my God. I I didn't sign up for the technical I did, flight. but I didn't do the PC one, which I heard was, like, what you should have done. See, um, I, didn't, I didn't sign up for it because I was like, I know I want this game. It's not a big deal. I don't want to play too much beforehand. I just want to wait for the final product and then i watched like the first couple the first two nights of people playing it and i went on and i was like all right i'm signing i'm signing up for hopefully i can get in the next round or whatever i honestly even though it was just against bots and they were increasing the difficulty of the box 
this looked like exactly what I want and what I need right now. That, like I said, I I, I can't remember a time where I watched anybody play a beta or alpha mm-hmm. or anything like that and had this sense of FOMO. It, it, look, it, it looks incredible. Like, yep. I, I, I don't know what they did with the lighting effects, but like the way the light just hits rooms, it, it's incredible. It has that halo feel to it. Uh, in the, there's like minor touches that people were pointing out all weekend. Like, in, I think on the map, the, the bazaar, if you drop down, like this great, uh, like the dust cloud comes up and you see rats skittering off. It looks so good. And like the grappling hook, like I was like, eh, that's not going to make a big deal. And then I saw the craziest clips of like people like grappling into a wall, getting above the enemy, turning around and just firing a rocket for a double kill. And it's just like, hmm, this is going to be fun. No, I mean, a hundred percent. I cannot wait. This is yeah. for sure. If it wasn't already my most anticipated game, it is far and away the most anticipated game for me. The one thing that did concern me was that this morning I saw an article on Kotaku of like the radar map changes that they made. And so um, I think either Sunday or Monday night, the last day, they actually opened up 4v4 arena against, so player versus player. Yes. And they were saying the radar now only works if somebody is firing a weapon or sprinting. So if you're moving around, you don't show up on the radar. And so what can happen is you can, uh, you can see somebody off in the distance and you run towards them, but you won't see their teammates on the radar. So what you think you have a one you one advantage, you're actually yeah. just about to get jumped. And so they're like, so according to Kotaku, that was like a change that they weren't uh, a fan of. I'm curious I, to see I, it tested out, but huh. um, you know, tested out myself to see how I feel about that. But I don't see. I I don't have a problem with that because that is how games like Call of Duty have always handled the radar. I didn't even realize. I guess that's true. That it probably it probably Halo wasn't apparent with just, bots. Uh, yeah, more apparent with players. Yeah, no, I don't know. That's one of those things that doesn't bother me yeah. at all. I don't know. We'll it, see. Yeah, yeah, but it it seems very exciting. Like I am, I'm so pumped to see and get my hands on this. I think the just the reaction online as well has been very positive and is exactly the shot in the arm. This game was looking for um post um post the disastrous reveal uh in 2020 was it um, yeah mm-hmm. yeah so uh, very thrilled about that some things to be aware of as well um i think there's campaign spoilers out there now because they were in the flight um flight details source so code yeah yeah source code so um if you're sensitive to that stuff be wary um of like what you yeah, I've up. been scared to even click on people's yeah tweets to you know for the replies and stuff like that because I'm worried about people spoiling stuff in there. Now, for me, the Halo lore is just does not make sense. So I don't I I don't know if anything could be spoiled for me, just because I really haven't. I played them so out of order. I haven't played one or two, so it, it's all. Have you like, have you ever read any of the books? No, I have not. You should read fall of reach okay because is it like reach the game or is it different than that no it's the events prior to and then reach so okay what it actually does is it explains the spartan program and the fact that these spartans at least you know john 117 
his class that they were kidnapped as children and replaced with quick-grown clones that end up actually having some genetic defaults and so they all pass away shortly after the abduction the clones mm -hmm. do and so all these parents of these spartans don't know their kids were abducted and all their children died in their minds oh. and then it goes in and talks about how of those of the group that's abducted not all of them survive the training and the testing and genetic modifications to make them 15 feet tall super soldiers or whatever and so i think they're only like 10 feet tall yeah but uh but yeah no it's super super interesting in, in my opinion listen i'm a huge yeah. halo you know, i mean mark. I, last week halo. you last week you said you also read the dead space book so yeah, well, yeah let's yeah, be honest yeah. there <laughs> um listen, I, I i have my i have a, a couple fandoms that i'll go the extra lengths for the the one thing I'm excited for, and I don't know if this is considered a spoiler, is like one of the audio clips was dug out, and it was that announcer saying "Battle oh, Royale." Yeah. Right, and I'm just That's like, not a spoiler. I'm like, yes, yes. I was thinking about that today. I was thinking about it today. I would love a battle royale set in the Halo universe with the Halo mechanics. I'm just curious as to how looting is gonna work, and imagine you're just picking up Spartan and I guess. Pieces. Yeah, I wonder. See, that's what I'm worried. That's what I'm curious about is how that stuff's yeah. gonna work. I would imagine that there's just a loot pool and it's their, you know, normal Halo weapons and the power weapons yeah. are in some sort of supply drop or whatever. But I also don't know if because for the most part you're not putting attachments on Halo weapons and you haven't mm -hmm. in the past. If not having that as part of it in that's very the true. Battle Royale will kind of make it less interesting than some of the other battle royals out there. I mean, I listen, I'm, I trust them, especially after seeing this, whatever they end up doing with that. I mean, I, they, I'm could all go for. The, they could go the Fortnite route where you just like tier the weapons of like, Hey, here's a blue. Yeah. And it rifle, does work. Out. Yeah. True. Purple. True. True. Yeah. True. Yeah. No, um, I no, they haven't said anything official about it yet, but I am so excited yeah. that this happens. Um, I, I just think it will lend itself perfectly. I think Halo is one of the few games out there that has a good turnaround mechanic where someone gets a jump on you, you actually have a chance of yes, uh, agreed. turning around and like winning that fight. Agreed. Um, so, and th that's always been my problem with Call of Duty. It's just like if someone if someone gets a jump on you, that's it. It's over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but um, yeah, that's about it. Uh, I can't wait till they talk more about Halo. Um, but that's all I've been playing. All right, let's go ahead and move right into the news. To kick us off, we've got two back-to-back -back Pokemon stories. The first one is about new Pokemon Snap. The update will add new courses and 20 more Pokemon. Have you been playing any of... Do you have new Pokemon Snap? I don't, but I wanted to get it. And uh, Yeah, I that's exactly the same boat I'm in. I'm just like... When Nintendo puts it on sale, but then I had to remember Nintendo doesn't put anything on yeah, sale. Yeah, it's never. <laughs> um, but... It, you know, I'm hearing that there's more content is great because I heard mm -hmm. I heard it was a little bit longer than 64 one, which is it too long? Yeah, that one's book? not that long. Yeah. The whole the beauty of that one was the replayability and going back and doing things different on that track so that you could get different shots and discover the different secrets that that game had. But yeah, uh, the free update will bring three additional areas and 20 Pokemon to the game on August 3rd. So, I mean, look. 
I don't have it yet. This is one of those things where if I did see it on sale, I would pick it up in a, in a heartbeat. There's just so many games right now that I'm trying to play that doesn't make sense for me to kind of pick this up. But it's cool nonetheless. I mean, especially the fact that it, it is being added as a free update. Yeah, uh, no, and the, it's, it's cool because like it's seeing Nintendo this generation and uh, just updating their games in general, where like last, on the Wii U, it just wasn't really a thing uh, outside of, I think, like Super Mario Brothers, Luigi U, or whatever it was called. Right. Um, so like this is just, it's really nice to see that they're just like sticking with their games. It's also just nuts how many Pokemon games are currently out there and in development. And I feel like as a kid, I would have killed to be in the era we're in right now when it comes to Pokemon stuff. Especially considering that for the most part, everything is very, very good. Something not so good is Niantic and Pokemon Go pandemic gameplay bonuses, even as COVID cases rise. Uh, you want to talk about this one? Yeah, Niantic. Um, this one, this one sucks. So and this one, one hits you close to home, right? Yeah, this one hits home because COVID is still a thing. Why is it so washed out on uh, the stream? Okay. Um, so part of uh, the COVID changes that Niantic made was they rolled out like updates where everyone is guaranteed like a Pokemon spawn every day. You get a new quest. Um, incense lasts longer. Uh, and one of the... Uh, your Pokemon will automatically, your buddy Pokemon would go out and get you more items. Uh, and so one of the things, so, you know, you don't, if you aren't able to go out to a stop and you shouldn't during peak COVID, um, it, it's not possible, uh, not, not a possibility to do so. It's like, it's a way to continue to play the game and like send out gifts to friends and stuff. One of the other things they did was they increased the range of uh, how far you need to be from a Pokestop in order to spin it or from a gym. And so, it was the best update the game has ever seen. Um, and they have, since August 1st, they have taken it back. And it's just painful to see because it was such an important... Um, it, it, it became just, like, a better way to play that game. It wasn't really giving advantage to anybody. It wasn't taking anything away. Um, and it, it, there are some stops that, like were in spots where it's just already hard to reach. And so just being able to do that made life easier. Uh, and just taking away just makes no sense. Uh, and I think people uh, with accessibility um, concerns, people in wheelchairs and such, or people stuck at home, uh, now have a even more difficult time to play the game because they're not as close to Pokestops or they might just be out of reach for a wheelchair. And so uh, there's been giant backlash. Uh, uh, a lot of people are... are boycotting the game until the changes are brought back or promising not to spend another penny on the game un until um you know they roll back that change it, it it's ugly because like they this is such a community driven game and they're just not listening um to the community on this one and they're, they're not losing anything out of either you had more people happier with the changes than without and if you're just going to take them out, like I've had friends, we have like a group just about Pokemon Go and a lot of them are like, yeah, I don't see myself playing this as much if they're taking this stuff away. And I'm, I'm in agreement with them. It just, it doesn't make sense. Um, I'm curious to see how this, you know, transpires over the next month or so, but it, it, it's a, it's a bad look on the game that really turned itself around. Yeah. I mean, I haven't played Pokemon Go since that first wave of craze, yeah. but I do know that for the most part, like you said, people 
did enjoy those changes, right? And people were spending money even with those changes. So I agree with you. I don't understand why they would revert them at this point, especially considering that, you know, the cases are back on the rise again. Yeah, and, and the like, community seems to be speaking out against it. Yeah, and one of the cool things that they enabled during COVID was remote raid passes. So before, in order to raid, you had to be at the gym where uh, the raid Pokemon was hatching. And so it was the raid remote raid passes, one if if you can see it on your map in, in your general area, you could click on it and you can attend it with a remote raid pass. And then they in, added invites. So you can invite people to join that raid up to five of your friends with a remote raid pass. And it just opened up that game to even more people. So that that remains in. But it, it's just like every change they made, the COVID made the game better. And like now they're just rolling back those changes and just making it a worse game. And I don't understand what metric they're even using to um make this decision yeah make this decision because you're just gonna lose engagement at the end of the day with this so it it sucks and i really hope they end up listening to the fans on this one yeah all right our next story did this really drop after our last podcast it must have been the day after we recorded last week the ps5 beta i think this was right after the day after yeah, so PS5, PS5 beta software lets users upgrade their internal SSD storage. So Sony had announced in the very beginning that there is an M2 drive in the PlayStation that is accessible behind essentially just a panel. Uh, we What we didn't know was exactly which ones would work and what the requirements would be. And that's what they started rolling out with this beta update. Here's a little bit of information. Users will be able to add between 250 gigabytes and four terabytes of storage to the PS5. Here are some of the specifics from the Sony PlayStation website. Uh, Cooling structure. Using an M2 SSD with your PS5 console requires effective heat uh, dissipation with a cooling structure such as a heat sink. You can attach one to your M2 SSD yourself or there are some M2 SSDs that have cooling structures such as heat sinks already built in. After the rest of the stuff is just, you know, standard minimal speeds required. Yeah. yeah minimal speeds required. Practice. And then the the height and width is standard for uh, M2s. The or length and width. I should say that the height, that's the one that's a little bit different because now we're talking about adding heat sinks to these, right? Mm-hmm. I did go and look through and it does seem like for the most part, all of the currently available SSDs that have heat sinks built in, your what is it, uh, WD Black, their gaming SSD drives or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, they all do meet the requirements. And while there is a fairly long list of specifications, I don't think this is as confusing as I think the internet was making it out to be when this was announced mm-hmm. and kind of the memification of all of this that occurred. That being said, there's no doubt that it is not as simple as Microsoft's solution for expanding storage. And while there's a chance in the future with the M2 drives not being proprietary, that that could be cheaper, right now it's not. Right now the speeds that they're talking about and those drives are just as expensive as, expensive as the storage expansion card by Seagate for the Microsoft series consoles. And so I do worry that Actually, I don't worry. I was going to say I do worry that some people won't do their research and stuff like that. But truth be told, the type of people that 
will see a storage expansion card at the store, ask the clerk what it is, get an answer, take that home and plug it in, is a very different group of people than people who are going to expand the storage on yeah. the PlayStation 5. Like, if you're going through the trouble of even opening up a panel anywhere and taking an M2 drive, which, yep. you know, looks like something in a computer, right? You don't look at an M2 drive and think, oh, that's a expansion card, right? Yeah. It's not as simple as that. And so the type of people who are going to go out of their way to actually pit one of these in are the same type of people who were pitting SSDs in their PlayStation 4s and completely avoiding warranties and cracking those open, you know? Yeah. Um, you can put an SSD in your PS4. What? That was a, you said SSD in your PS4? Yeah. You could do that without avoiding the warranty. Oh, right. But you wasn't it? It was more complicated than this, though, right? Didn't you have to actually, like, unscrew... Yeah, but it was allowed. It was one of those things that was allowed uh, to be done. Uh, it was a little be, bit more. I mean, yeah, it was like moving yeah. the top panel off. Uh, if it was a PS4 Pro, then I think yes, that was the warranty. I could be. Wrong I remember that, thinking. The, I remember thinking yeah. maybe I will swap swap this out. Yeah. And then starting to watch a video, I was just like, Nah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. I'm not filling that thing up anyway. Whereas I see this and this. If it wasn't for for the fact that how expensive these M2s are right now, I would get I would get one and put it right in. I mean, it really is just a matter of panel, screw, screw, and you're done. Yeah. Uh, Mark Cerny, um, I think, tweeted this one, which is the Western Digital Black, which you mentioned. Yeah. With mm-hmm. the heat sink. Mm-hmm. I think the two terabyte for this one is like $900. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're not cheap. And I think, uh. I, I think somebody... Um, somebody was like, you might as well just buy a second PS5 <laughs> and uh, for the additional terabyte of space. You, you know uh, what the other thing like, is? I was like, hmm, that, that's not a bad idea. Like, you I, know, I don't need one, but like... Right. If... The other thing is, the besides being more elegant and easier, the benefit that the storage expansion card has on the Microsoft Series consoles is that you can treat that like a external hard drive and take it to somebody's house. Like say it's you're going to card. a friend's house. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But even more than that, because it's more than just your save files, yeah. it's the actual games on there. So for me, granted, this is a very different situation than most people, but for me, I'm able to play downstairs on my Series X and then bring my card up here and throw it into my son's Series S, which is you know one desk over bring it bring the series s over here and then hook it up to do all my streams game streaming and stuff like that and so that convenience like has saved me so much time and has made it so much easier to bounce back and forth between the two and yeah if i go over to uh you know my brother's house when i go and visit i can just straight up bring my entire library of of games and i have significantly more than he does so i i just think that while yes there is a chance that in the future Sony's solution can be much cheaper. I think that the ease and convenience and the other functionality that it has, I still think that the Microsoft's approach is is the better approach. And that's from, coming from somebody that normally hates proprietary things. Now, I'm hoping, and I think Phil Spencer said this at one point, that we're going to get more companies involved in that and they're going to have different form factors and storages. So hopefully we do see prices drop as more companies get involved in that and we have more options, but we'll see. Speaking of Microsoft, the next story I want to talk about 
is got a problem. Yeah. Yes. I have a problem. State your name and say what your problem is. This is a controller's anonymous meeting. My name is Rob, gamertag SunnyVice20, and I am an Xbox wireless controller addict. Yeah, thank you. It's, it's nice to have you here. Microsoft has not helped me out with this because yesterday they announced the Aqua Shift Special Edition. Did you take a look at this thing? It, I saw it. I closed the tab immediately because this is my color. Oh um, my God, it is so nice. It's like an aqua blue that, and I mean, it, you know, they say it's color shifting blue shimmer that the way the color moves across the controller kind of, I mean, changes, right? Um, you know, I think it also has... The best way to describe it is like, have you ever watched a Hollywood movie where they go to like an exotic island and they're like in the water and the light hits the water? <laughs> yes, and you see that blue? Yes. It's, it's like that. <laughs> yeah. It's like the aurora exactly borealis like, yeah. like hitting the mm-hmm. water or something. It, it's, it's gorgeous. It's also got these rubber grips on it. Mm-hmm. and The return of the rubber grips? I am... Oh, boy. It's taking everything in my power to not grab one of these. I know it's if, 77 degrees in this room right now, but honestly, just looking at this controller uh, increases the temperature a little. Oh, my God. Because it is a sexy controller. It's so, so bad. Everybody that I know that I play video games with, someone had posted this in the group chat. And so everybody, as soon as I hopped into the party or someone you hopped in was like, so you get that controller yet? So you order that controller yet? You get that controller yet? <laughs> It's so, stop doing this. Don't bring that up. Oh, I'm watching the video right now where they do the 360 of it. Oh my gosh. See like the hint of purple as you turn it? It's so, it's so nice. Honestly, if they did something like this, but in a, in a, a green, I I would pull the trigger right away. They're saying it's the first Xbox Series X and S controller to feature rubberized side grips as well. Here's my other problem. Here is the one problem though. Yeah. Is while rubberized grips are amazing, especially on like the leak controller and stuff like that, is they are subject to wear and tear. warping mm-hmm. okay. and warping from the heat from your hands, depending on how much you play. I the the truth is is these controllers are not rated for the level of play that I engage in because I I. My controllers don't last. Like I, they last. I don't know how you guys hold your controllers. I've never had controller problems. Um, I think I, my biggest doing? problem. <laughs> my biggest problem is the bumpers, man. Is that especially because of the games that I play, those bumpers are getting used quite often. And uh, I, I, yeah, I go through controllers fairly quickly. That's why yeah. I've actually, I used to only use the Elite Controller to play every game. And now the Elite Controller just gets used for first-person shooters where I actually need to make use of the paddles underneath and the longer thumbstick on the right stick because that's some of that So what does the longer thumbstick do? Because I've heard it just, it just benefits. It's, it's finer precision and you don't have to move it as much. Okay. I mean, I, 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 yeah, I, it's just also more comfortable. I will say that the series controllers that they released the thumbsticks are a much better length than the xbox one thumbsticks I they made a change the difference oh they made a change between the xbox 360 and the xbox one where the xbox ones were much shorter and and smaller uh they weren't as wide and they did not feel good in my opinion and so i actually went out and bought like what's that brand evil controller or something like that they make these thumbstick toppers these rubberized thumbstick toppers and i had to buy those to make the sticks longer 
so that they would be comfortable. But anyway, does your, does your wife know about any of this? About oh that that stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so don't go in the shed. <laughs> There's like a hidden panel and just controllers. Anyway, <laughs> let's keep it moving to our next bit of news. Marvel's Avengers Black Panther expansion launches August 17th. Outside of Greg Miller, you are the only other person I know that's very... I, actually, I'm excited as well, but I think you're probably the only other person I know that's just as excited for this. Yeah, I'm actually pretty bummed out that I because I was busy this past week and that I missed out on the four times experience that they had. That was a thing? Mm-hmm. I still need to finish that main game. Oh, uh, you haven't finished the main campaign? Oh, the main no. campaign is so good, man. I Say what you will for, about the rest of the yeah. game and the stuff afterwards, end game content, but the main campaign I, is, is very, very good. I was they could have released out. that as just the game. Yeah, I was playing it, I was enjoying it, and then something happened. I think I went... Something with COVID? I, I don't know. Uh, something got busy. Yeah, you, you and, caught and it? I, I, yeah, that, that was more recent. Um, and then I was like, I'll just wait for the Series S, Series X update uh, to enjoy it. And then I installed it and never got around to finishing the campaign. No, I'm very excited for this. I believe they said that the expansion itself will have about eight hours worth of that's content. Mm-hmm. So it's basically like its own mini campaign. Um, and and nice. hopefully this is, yeah. hopefully this is what it it takes to kind of. I really think part of their problem is just the cadence of these releases is all out of whack. Whether that be to COVID or just how hard it is to develop content for these live yeah. service games, but I'm hoping that with introducing a new biome and some diversity in the enemy types, that this will get me back into it in a heavy way. Because I've been wanting to go back to it. The problem is, is that because the end game content is very you know multiplayer focus it's getting other people to be excited about it as well and i'm hoping this will this will do it like square should have thrown the base game on game pass at the beginning of this month um i mean i also think that the game needs to go should probably go to some sort of free-to-play model yeah yeah like i understand that but uh like I, I I'm in sort of agreement, but I also think they probably spent a certain amount on this. Right. But if they yes, can, of if they can pull off a solid Game Pass deal, get people in there to play this thing, and cons- and spend money, because I think if you have a favorite character, you can get a season pass for them. I I think that's how that works, right? You can get a season pass for the character and unlock. Yes, and then unlock content. cosmetics and stuff like that. Yeah. Yep. Like, and then you get them in for. Is this a paid expansion or is it free? No, a free expansion. Free expense. Yeah. And yeah. then you get them in for this as well. Like, yeah. Then pull I mean, it after a month or two. Like, put it, be like, this is in for August. Like, yeah. You know, like, well, or just make speaking, it free to play for August. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of yeah. Microsoft Game Pass and August, we actually know what games are coming this month. Microsoft has announced 10 more titles will join Xbox Game Pass in the next few weeks. Ooh. I'm just going to read through these. Uh, Curse of the Dead Gods is coming to cloud console and PC August 5th. Dodgeball. That's the Dead Cells update? No, huh? that's its own game. Curse of okay. the Dead Gods. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dodgeball Academia is coming to cloud console on PC August 5th. That's day one, I believe. Katamari Damacy Reroll is coming to cloud console on PC August 5th. Luminous Remastered coming to cloud console and PC August 5th. Now, I know that Luminous 
And I think Katamari, I think all these games that say August 5th are actually live right now. Really? As we record this it, on August 4th. Yes, because uh, it, it might be. Yeah, you're right. And so Skate, Skate 3 also coming to uh, coming August 5th. Starmancer, August 5th. Art of the Rally is coming to cloud, console, and PC August 12th. Hades is coming cloud, console, and PC August 13th. And that is day one for console. Nice. For Microsoft's consoles. Is Godfall Academia the same day one? I do not know. So it doesn't actually say here what the day one Let me stream. And then Microsoft Solitaire Collection Premium Edition on PC coming August 17th. As a bonus, Xbox Game Pass Ultimate subscribers will also get a collection of racing games from Codemasters starting on August 10th. They will get access to Dirt 4, Dirt Rally, Dirt Rally 2.0, F1 2020, and Grid. Ooh, solid time to be a racing fan. Uh, you know, just like with Netflix and most other subscription services, when we get stuff in, stuff goes out. So... In August, some of the titles leaving are Grand Theft Auto V, which leaves August 8th, Ape Out, Crossing Souls, Darksiders Genesis, Don't Starve, Final Fantasy VII, and Train Sim World 2020 all leave on August 15th. I was about to say, wow, that sucks about Grand Theft Auto V leaving, but like honestly, who doesn't own it at this point? Uh, I mean, uh, yeah. And that's the other thing, is that if you do have Xbox Game Pass and you want one of these games that is leaving soon you do get a discount to purchase the full game darksiders genesis was something that i I mean i played the first three games i never played genesis it's always been on that list i i played like a two and a half hours i've tried playing with different people it just didn't it just didn't click with me and it's a shame because i you know usually like that style of game it just for me it just didn't click we just need a proper sequel to darksiders one like a two was fantastic don't get me wrong but i just want to know what happens next in that story it's also one of those things where like i understand the top down nature of it it was like a diablo-esque right kind of but it just because it was linear it just didn't work as well in that formula in my opinion um obviously a diablo works as well as it does because of its kind of open world nature in my opinion uh and i'm super excited for you know the next diablo not quite as excited for diablo immortal and it's a good thing i'm not that excited because blizzard has announced delays to diablo immortal to 2022 and apparently it changes (laughs) yeah i know Uh, apparently changes to pve pvp and controller support are to blame on the game's official website the diablo immortal team said in a development update Following feedback provided by test participants of the closed alpha, our team has been tuning core and endgame features. For example, we're iterating on PvP content like the Cycle of Strife to make it more accessible, alongside late-game PvE content like the Heliquary to make it more engaging. We're also working to provide controller support for those who want to play our game in a different way. So that makes me more excited for this game. Yeah. Because I was actually shocked that controller support wasn't even in there. Wasn't already in that, yes. So that makes me much more excited for the game. So I applaud this delay if it means that I can play this with a controller. Because I am not opposed to playing games on mobile. Um, and, you know, with cloud streaming, I've been doing it more than I ever have in the past. 
my thing has always been I just don't think touch controls feel good. I'm I don't enjoy playing games that way unless it is, you know, a match three swipe game or a cut the rope type game, something along yeah. those lines. But anything of substance, I need physical controls. And so this game getting that this delay happening makes me actually more excited to play this game. Yeah. Um, and I hope by the time this does come out that Activision Blizzard, the situation there has definitely changed and updated. I know we had, I didn't add it to the news story, but I know like there's been some major management that has stepped down mm -hmm. and left the company mm -hmm. since. Um, and so hopefully this company is going in the right direction. The devs get the time they need to properly work on the games they need. And the culture gets way, way, way better in the time um, that it takes for this to come out. Yeah. All right. Next news story. I don't have a smooth transition for this one. Not that I have one for all the other ones. <laughs> well, but... well, the, well, the, <laughs> well, Activision Blizzard deals with their uh, workers striking on the street. Oh, There's another oh fight my coming God. to consoles. <laughs> I, I don't even want to. I don't even want to do the roast podcast anymore. I think this is the last episode. <laughs> I think uh, we lost the viewer. <laughs> <laughs> good good i applaud them wait that was my wife <laughs> yeah good street fighter 5's final character luke is a look at street fighter's future so capcom revealed street fighter 5's final character on tuesday and they also stated that uh let me get the exact language okay luke will help expand the world of street fighter and provide fans with a glimpse into the future capcom teased in a news release which is likely a reference to the next Street Fighter, which is reportedly due sometime in 2022. I believe they also announced two other fighters are coming to Street Fighter V sooner, Oro from Street Fighter III and Akira Kazama from Capcom's Rival Schools will be released as paid DLC on August 16th. Okay, um, yeah. I, that, that, that's a bit confusing because like I got the, I got the email from Capcom about yeah. the final DLC character and then they, they were like, then they announced three characters that were coming to the game. And I was like, wait, I don't understand what you're doing. Is I think those, character... yeah, I think those characters had already been announced. Okay. Because I remember hearing that somebody from rival schools was coming to the game. I think Luke is the newest announcement. And so okay. that being said, I, I'm excited for a new Street Fighter. I play all these fighting games, even though I tend not to stick with them for too, too long outside of your Mortal Kombat and uh, oh, what's, oh, and Killer Instinct. Those are the two games yeah. that I stuck with the longest. I, I enjoyed Street Fighter 4 quite a bit, and I actually stuck with that for a little while when that first released. Uh, for whatever reason, Street Fighter 5 just didn't click with me. I own it on i think i own it on playstation and the pc and just i don't think i've put more than a few hours into it seeing the trailer for this new character and seeing the screenshots makes me realize that i think a lot of my problem with this game and not getting into it is i really don't like the look of it i don't like the art style at all and so i'm isn't this the same art style as four no there's it's just, if it's it's like an iteration on that art style. Okay. But for whatever reason, I just think that it looks too much like 
action figures and like 90s action okay. figures uh, yeah right? I, I see i see what you mean okay because there, there was more of an artistic style to yes for this, this there was a little bit more, more ink. yes yes there's a little bit more okay. ink in for and so i'm excited for them to bring out a new game and see how they approach that i don't know what they can do to draw in new players honestly uh so i'm just excited excited to see what they actually have coming forward i'm at the point where i would like to see more and more games kind of done the uh arc system way where even if it's not a full-on anime fighter but something like dragon ball fighter z you know I, i think it's fighter z okay and not fighters or maybe it is fighters i don't remember I remember thinking it was one and finding out that no, it's the other. Now I don't remember which is which. And so, but yeah, I mean, I, like I said, I play all these. I'll play whatever's next. And I hope it's good. (laughs) Uh, It's funny because neither of us are big Street Fighter fans, but any story that has a, that involves a fighting game, I feel like I have to talk about because I always have the itch to play fighting games. The, my only story with Street Fighter is in college there was a video games club that was formed at Rutgers and I went to it and they were having a Street Fighter 4 contest now the the top of my talent in fighting games is being able to do a Hadouken that's about it um, so I played with Ken no I played with Ryu and I sweep kicked my way to the finals to everyone's <laughs> dismay, <laughs> got got to the finals where someone could actually pull off combos and like chain it together with a Ken, with Ken, and just got destroyed. Um, you know, it's it just kind of like I fluked I fluked my way in, and then somebody finally called me out. I, I don't know if there was a prize at the end of it, maybe like a Starbucks gift card or something. Yeah. Um, but I I was sad, but I would have been I, furious at you. I would have been so mad. Even if I had already lost and didn't play you in my side of the bracket, watching you sweep kick your way to victory would have driven me nuts. It was just like, it was like air kick, then person bounces on the ground and then sweep kick them and (laughs) get whatever I could in. It was, it was like, I mean, part of it, Hey, listen, part of it, that's on them, right? You got to know how to deal with stuff like that. Exactly. All right. Our last news story and maybe the biggest it's more of a report yeah okay so there's a report out that sony is to delay horizon forbidden west to early 2022 which was a possibility based off their last last yeah they talked right and oh it was a herman holst i think it was one that said that yes they are targeting 2021 but not Guaranteed, right? They may or may not hit that plan time frame. Yeah. The delay was first reported by Bloomberg News after video game reporter Jeff Grubb discussed the rumor on a giant bomb podcast. The game was previously scheduled to come to PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4 for the 2021 holiday season. I think I said this and had been alluding to this multiple, multiple times over the past month and a half. When was that last direct where they went over? It's about that long, right? Yeah. A month, month and a half. That yeah, it wouldn't surprise me at all if it got delayed, and that actually, I thought that it was looking more and more likely that it would get delayed. The fact that they were saying that they were still trying to get actors in 
like the 2021 date was a factor on getting actors in to do mocap for uh, to finalize the game. That's a lot of work. That's not um, yeah. something you I mean, can rush. And if there's a take that needs to change or maybe some additional content that needs to be added, then you're easily pushing that to 2022. I mean, for me, the most telling thing was Herman Hole saying that not guaranteeing it being in 2021. I think Phil Spencer had done a few podcasts, maybe it was a week or two ago, he was kind of doing the the podcast circuit where he was on one show after another. And at some point, the question of whether or not it was possible that Halo would get delayed into 2022 had come up. And he's like, no, 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 we're going to hit 2021. And so just those different, even though we don't have a set date yet, and just those two different responses from these two heads is kind of what made me feel like, okay, I think Horizon is, yeah, it's 50-50 at this point, whether it gets delayed or it hits its target. And if I'm being honest with myself, I was probably leaning more towards, you know, 70-30 70-30 with 78 getting delayed. Yeah. But uh, yeah, and, and I, I don't I, have like that doubt with Halo at this point. No, and I think the, uh, Phil Spencer has come out and said with Halo that they're just trying to figure out when Call of Duty is going to drop. That's it. Yeah, that, that's right. all they're waiting for. Um, and who knows? Uh, who knows now if, uh, when we find out about that. But I, two, two things on this. Um, one, good. Uh, I'm happy... Sony seeing the right move here, delay it, let the game come out when it's ready. Um, Sony first-party games are fantastic. They're some of the most memorable experience from last generation for me. Horizon being one of the most interesting and best, one of my favorite stories uh, from last gen. Story. I said story. That it's, one game, of my favorite, but... it's one of, it's one of yeah. my favorite stories. I really like yes. that world yes. and, and the, the story. Yes. I also think it's visually stunning. I yes. do think that it's a gorgeous game. Yeah. Um, so that's great there. Two, sucks for Sony. I don't think that they'll have trouble selling PS5 consoles. So okay, well, exactly what I was but, gonna say. It doesn't. It think, doesn't suck for Sony because they're already they're still selling out. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You know what it is? Sony fans are very much like Apple fans. It yeah. does not matter at some point. For the vast majority of them, it does not matter. They are team this or team that, and that's the way they're always going to be. And yeah. so. This is a no-brainer. If the game's not ready, game's not ready, you don't need it. Yeah. You don't need to release they that game in the it. fall to sell your consoles. And but, guess what? When supplies start to becoming more readily available, you can also say, also, here's our newest Horizon Forbidden West to go with it. Like, this yeah. doesn't hurt them at all, outside of the obvious console war, you know, social yes. media yeah. BS. This doesn't hurt them at all. Yeah. And so the Microsoft literally has the holiday season in their hands and it's mm-hmm. theirs to drop the ball mm-hmm. on. Um, it could have be a giant blessing in disguise for them that Halo got delayed from last year to this year. Mm-hmm. And it's, it looks phenomenal, um, like we talked about earlier. We're, we're hyped. We can't wait to get our hands on it, even if it's yep. in the beta. Um, so I, I'm super pumped for all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they also have Forza Horizon Mexico uh, they as have well. Psy- they have Psychonauts 2. Uh, Psychonauts 2. And Forza Horizon. What, when is Psychonauts 2? Like two weeks? August 20-something. Yeah, two, three weeks. Two, three and weeks, yeah. Thank you for reminding me of what I need to play next. Um, and they they and then Game Pass in general. You know, it, it's yeah. Game Pass. Like, mm-hmm. 
if they come out with another big game has released sometime in uh, September, October, November, or even December at this point, it, right. it, it's a win for them. Like they have, they have everything going for them. Um, and so I, th- I, th- I think it sucks. for. Oh, Sony. I mean, they do, they, they, they do yeah. have another, cause back for blood is, is game pass. Day and day. Yeah. Yeah. And that has a beta this weekend as well. Yep. Uh, and next weekend I think is the open beta. So it's like, God, um, I really, you know, I really hope Sony has something else in their lineup uh, for this fall uh, that comes out because I would like to turn on my PS5. Yeah, I mean, that's right. Exactly. While, yes, it does. I don't think it hurts them at all delaying this. I think, honestly, releasing it when it's not ready would hurt them more than delaying it out, even if they don't have a packed holiday lineup. But, yeah, yeah, selfishly, I would like a reason to turn on my uh, PS5. I will say this though, I think I'm I'm hoping that I'm going to be turning it on soon, just to get work through some of my backlog. One of the things that we did not pit through our news story is they announced a new mode coming to Ghost of Tsushima Legends, the oh, multiplayer yeah. mode. There is a new kind of PvPVE mode Rivals that's coming. Mode yes. And they're also spinning it out, the Legends mode, that if you don't want to buy Ghost of Tsushima proper, you can just buy the Legends mode for $19.99, 20 bucks with this new mode and already the content that's there. I think that is a very, very fair price for that mode. This is September 3rd for Ghost of Tsushima Legends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you said, 20 bucks. Ooh, this... And, and so... Several content updates that will begin with an August 20th patch. It sort of rebalances the survival mode, shortens its session length, and adds good. It should. variations. It needs to shorten. Nightmare challenge. Yes, it should. It, that All those are great changes, honestly. I really like that mode. I think that mode is super underrated and came out of nowhere. Yeah, so here we and, go. Uh, the new game mode called Rivals, in which two teams of two players compete in a horde mode format the goal is to wipe out more enemies and progress through more levels than the other team but players can spend mag mag i don't know what well, some is. made up currency yes to get perks yeah. curses and other pickups to thwart their rivals progress it's kind of reminds me of like a bit of gambit um from destiny no i am i'm very very excited so there is something coming out you know there is something on yeah. the horizon i'm also in the talks and when I say it in the talks, I mean negotiations with my wife <laughs> to get a projector in the house Ooh. downstairs. Because I already have, when we got this house, the old homeowners had a space down in the finished basement where they had a projector screen. They have like essentially movie theater, these red movie theater curtains around the screen. And why didn't they leave the screen? Or they, they left the screen because oh. they, they left the screen. But they took the projector. Okay, I can understand so, that. Yes. And so now I used to put my TV in front of that screen and just have the red curtains kind of surrounding it and kind of framing the TV and stuff like that. Yeah. I have moved that TV to the other side, which is where I play most of my... That TV is where I play most of my uh, Series X games. And so if I do get the projector, then just as an excuse to use it, I'm going to take the ps5 downstairs and play on there because i'm already playing on a tv with my ps5 that's 4k 60 so it's not like i'm doing 120 anyway and so the projector i'm looking at would also do 4k 60 
And so, yeah. Um, question. Yes, sir. One, send me pics of that room. I'm really curious of it. Yeah. Two, um, what kind of projector are you looking at? 1080, 60, 40, 60, 4K, 60? <laughs> yeah, I'm looking, yeah, I'm looking for 4K, 60. There's the... HDR? The, Yes. Did they have HDR so, for projectors? Yes. So the Those one I'm actually not. looking at, the one, the one, the one I'm actually, we're not gonna get into that. The one <laughs> I'm actually looking at is the Optima UHD 38, and it can also do 1080p at 120 or 1080p at 240 if you hook it up to a PC. UHD 48, you said? No, 38. 38. Yeah. Okay. Okay, not bad. Yeah. That's, that's that's it. cheaper. That's, that's cheaper than I yeah. imagined. Right. Um, I think it's fair. I think it's I very think, reasonable. I think that's very reasonable. Um, yeah. So if if you need uh, a letter from an expert for your wife, um, you know, just you know, just <laughs> some sort of what's the lawyer term for it? Um, a testimony from me. Yeah. Uh, yes. Or an yes. affidavit. Uh, I need an affidavit. Yes, yeah. a- affidavit from an expert. Yeah. Yes. Um, yep. <laughs> It's reasonable ask. Any good wife would okay this yeah. purchase. <laughs> Plus, um, just imagine all the Netflix you could watch on such a big screen. So, I mean, that's what it is, too, is because we are hosting so much. And, and yeah. now, now, listen, this is the end of the video game podcast that we're getting into. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Me oh, rambling oh, a little bit about something. Home but, theater setups. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do you uh, have chairs? Like, like so the... Like I, that's, that is something in the future that I do want to do. The problem is, is if I did that, I would want to get a platform to mm-hmm. kind of stagger them yep. to give kind of stadium seating, right? I'm, I'm so but proud of you. There's a, there's a, a, the vent is like right in the center of that room. It cuts mm-hmm. across the whole middle of the, mm-hmm. of the finished basement. So the people up there would be kind of close to the ceiling. My wife thinks that that would be claustrophobic and would make people uncomfortable but in my opinion if we get them and they're reclining you know then it kind of alleviates that so we'll, we'll you put the, you put we'll the kids see. up there exactly that's what i said it's literally yeah. what i said but i also think that it'd be cool this is you know what it is it's one of those things where as a kid when i dreamed of my dream house watching uh blank check or richie rich as a kid <laughs> I was always like, well, I want this, I want that, I want this. And so one of the things I've always wanted is a theater room. And it's part of the reason that I got the house is one of the things I should say, but extra bonuses, was that that stuff was already there. Yeah. And so uh, I think that I am soon to be out of student loan debt. And Ooh, my, that's mad quick. Congrats. Well, yes. <laughs> we have been living very modestly. Even though I keep buying Xbox controllers, but for the most part, uh, all of, as, all as, of our as his giant wall of Funko pops behind him. <laughs> these are all these are all these are all back when I was broke. A lot of these. Uh, yeah, I know how much but, they cost. <laughs> you should see the boxes but, in my garage. I uh, yeah, but having a theater is one of those things that I always wanted as a kid, and so I've got a birthday coming up. It is a a decent birthday milestone and so just as a you know birthday slash we're out of student debt slash hey we have this room that's not being used for what it's supposed to be used for let I, I'm, I'm trying to get that done so we'll see the problem is is that there are more pressing things that need to be done first 
first and foremost, I need a riding mower because I can't keep doing <laughs> an electric push mower on the amount of lawn that I have. I literally ha have to do it in four sessions because the battery dies. Uh, that's okay. Yeah. First and off, it, it takes me battery? like 40. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I, okay. I, I, my whole Climate thing change. is I was, yes. yeah, exactly. That's yes. part of it. Yes. And also just the convenience of being able to charge it and stuff like that. But yeah, um, but that, that's, yeah, that's a lot. I think I saw the picture of your lawn and it's, yeah. it's huge. <laughs> it's a lot. And I, listen, I don't mind going out there and with a push mower and, and cutting it. I just listen to a couple podcasts while I'm out there, but mm. it is becoming a bit much and unmanageable. And so I think I just need to go ahead and get a riding mower. And I, how do we get here? <laughs> uh, uh, anyway. Uh, yeah. That, yes. <laughs> uh, that wraps up the news for this week. And I, I, I this... want, I want monthly updates on the theater room. Project. Yeah. I'll let you um, know. Yeah. And I'll, I'll send you pictures of what's down there now when, when I get done with this, when mm -hmm. we get out of here. But Bilal, why don't you let us know where people can follow the site and, you know, be up to date on the news regarding the podcast. Yeah. Uh, so you guys can follow us over at the work print on Twitter, Facebook, um, Twitch, Instagram. Um, and, uh, all new articles are going up at theworkprint.com. We just had other Rob, um, cover, uh, Kevin can F himself on, over at AMC. His articles actually did really well. So uh, definitely check that out. And, uh, I think he's also going to be covering what we do in the shadows, uh, which returns next month. If you haven't watched that, Rob, highly recommend it. It's very funny. Um, I love the movie. I've been meaning to sit oh, down and watch it. Oh, then definitely check out the show. Yeah. Uh, you, you'll just as much as love. Uh, you'll love it. Um, and then you guys, uh, for podcast updates, just keep an eye, eye on our Twitter, at The Work Print. Um, baby, we're officially 38 weeks, so very curious. I talked to Christian. He said he'll come, in, come on next week um, for the podcast. Hopefully, hopefully I can do the next two. Uh, who knows uh, what this baby has in mind? Uh, I could be here next week holding a baby and recording. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Yeah. I uh, picked up a little bit, a little little stream deck, Ooh. and so I've already I'm already working my way towards uh, being able to run this show. If you do need the time, obviously, yeah. And the family comes first, and I am ready to handle <laughs> hosting and producing and getting people on here and yeah uh, you know christian being on and, and being able to help out would be would be great yeah um yeah and then uh you guys can always follow me at Bilal underscore me on uh or night mystic on twitch i was gonna stream out dead store and then i realized i got it on pc so <laughs> i was realizing i want another chuggy stream there but yeah. uh probably do psychonauts um this week and um, cause I definitely want to play through that. Um, yeah, but, uh, Rob, where can people find you? Yeah. you can follow me at sunny vice 20 S U N N Y V I C E two zero. And that's on Twitter, Instagram, basically all the social medias. And when can we find or, or tune in for more great ace attorney? Yeah. I think I'm going to do some tomorrow night. Actually. I'm glad you mentioned that. I think I'm going to do some tomorrow night i have just been a little bit busy with uh work and stuff and yeah. my daughter's eighth birthday is this coming Eight. monday i know it's crazy 
And so just getting things ready for her birthday party this weekend. And is there a theme? So we're going rock climbing. So we're going to a rock climbing place. And so that is like the big part of it. But I think they went out and got decorations and I think they got Peppa Pig, even though I've only seen her watch that show like three times. But she went out, she picked that that's what she wanted. what she should have picked is she should have picked Troll Hunters. Did you watch the, have you watched Troll Hunters at all? I have not Before watched Troll Hunters. Is oh, it good? Watched, oh yeah, watch, watch all. I haven't watched the middle one, Three Below, uh, but Aren't I want to go back and watch it. movies tied in with it as well? So there's, they just released the new movie, which is why I asked okay. if you watched it. Yeah. And I need somebody to talk to about this and nobody okay. has I'll watched do it. it. I'll but do it for you. I would say at the very least, watch Troll Hunters then watch Wizards, even if you skip three below. I think you're fine skipping three below. But watch Wizards, and then you can watch the movie. Uh, anyway. to start wikiing this <laughs> Troll Hunters expanded universe. It's so, it's so, so, so good, man. It made me really sad, uh, sad when, what's his name? Anton, uh, what's his last uh, name? Uh, Yelchin. Yeah, when he uh, passed away. Because I just loved him in everything, and I loved him as the main character in Troll Hunters. Did they end up so, replacing him, or did they just they did the with his they they did with Emil Hirsch, mm-hmm. uh, who you might know from that movie, The Girl Next Door, and okay, oh wow, that dude, and so he uh, was actually friends with him as well, which was one of the reasons that they brought him in to kind of to kind of do it, okay, and so. Um, but yeah, welcome to our and, entertainment podcast. <laughs> yeah, I know this is so bad. We get so, I get so rambly towards the end of these podcasts just cause it starts getting late and stuff like that. But anyway, that does it for our show. You know where to follow us. Also, if you want to help out, the best way to help out is to tell people you think might be interested in the show to come check out, not just the podcast, but also when we are streaming games and hopefully the more we stream and the more we grow the more we can bring more people on to kind of fill out the roster of talent on this channel in particular so until next time thank you so much and bye-bye bye-bye